0: Greetings, horror fans, and welcome to episode 192 of Frightmares. I'm your host, Austin Proctor, and giving me a very weird stare right now is always telling me, like, I turned you down so far.
1: Yeah, because you're loud as hell.
0: (laughs) I'm not loud. I'm not that loud. You are. Well, fucking whatever. You're on the podcast today, so thank you for being here. You're welcome. Oh, uh, so we are in now in April, which uh, our theme is Diversity Month. So we will be doing movies from all over the country, uh, except well, for all over the country, all over the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, we're I, so diverse. We're going to talk about movies from different states.
0: Uh, I meant uh, all around the globe, excluding this country, because we, you know, it's Diversity Month. So we're doing, I uh, de- uh, almost said Pan's Labyrinth. That'll be another time. We're doing Devil's Backbone today. Uh, Movie is from Spain, shot in Spain, and I believe Del Toro is also from Spain as well.
1: You said you wouldn't do uh, Pan's Labyrinth because it's not classified as horror. Is it not? Which is amazing because there's one scene alone that you're like, how is this not a horror film? It's fantasy war thriller? Really? Drama?
0: Are we sure?
1: Yeah, I literally looked earlier because I was like, why haven't we watched that one yet? I mean, I've seen it, but...
0: Yeah, that is very odd. I thought that was horror. God, the budget on that was nineteen million dollars. Saw that Holy shit in theaters shit.
1: when it came out, and it was a good time. I saw it with my cousin Jimmy.
0: <sighs> my cousin Jimmy, which I oddly uh, have a cousin Jimmy as well. Different it,
1: cousins. Let's be really clear about that. Well,
0: uh, yeah, we're not related. That would be com- yeah. completely gross. Uh, so yes, Diversity Month. Uh, we'll be doing. All, we got some really good movies picked out for this month. I also have some facts as I, as I have been for black history month and women's month. I have some diversity month facts that I will spew out at some point. Uh, So, and also I went back to the other episodes from the past couple of months and uh, we should have been doing this earlier, but we've uh, provided links for um, charities like black history month. We did color of change. So I've added that now. And then uh, for March it was Planned Parenthood and this month I have to find one, but every, so from now on, uh, we're going to have links to donate to charities, if that's something you were so inclined to do. I'm excited for Diversity Month. Got some really big titles, uh, like Devil's Backbones, one I'd never seen. Had you seen this prior to watching?
1: No, but it reminded me a lot of Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth, so, yeah. and um, damn, the movie, this movie really made me think of Crimson Peak. So, yeah, very Crimson which I'm, Peak we'll vibes. talk about, but.
0: And uh, it is, uh, this one is like a tough watch. It was not easy.
1: Oh, you're not going to be ready for Pan's Labyrinth. It's. it's oh, God. It's. It's somehow, like, and the parts of this are worse, but parts of that are like, oh, no, that is terrible. It's tough. It's really, really good, though, especially if you love the practical effects of um, the Hellboy movies. There's so much of that in this. Or in, uh, sorry, in In Pan's Pan's Labyrinth. Not in this. Not in this. This is one of his... uh, ghost story type movies not one of his fantasy ones but those are two genres he is very comfortable with and i appreciate that about him
0: yeah we did chronos a while back and that was one of his first uh or like one of his earlier films i believe it was from the 90s because this one is from 2001
1: yeah that was more of a vampire thing wasn't
0: it yeah that was the one with With uh the thing the little uh yeah i can't (laughs) i can't remember what it was like the little creature golden thing or whatever But yeah, Ron Perlman was in it. That was a good one. So we've already done that one. And we've done Crimson Peak. So if you can't tell, and we've done the Hellboys. So we've almost done like every single one of his horror movies. I'm a big Del Toro
1: (laughs) fan. My sister actually gave me one of the posters from when she was in New York. That was the, um, when he had a show or like a museum was, um. Oh yeah. Doing an exhibit on him. Um, I remember you wanting to go to that. I really wish I could.
0: Yeah. That would have been amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like like the uh, like a studio's one going on right now with all the Coraline stuff. I'm like, Where is that? To. It's in a. It's the opposite end of the country. Cali- That's California. No, it's oh. in. I think it's in Washington. Oh, you
0: said yeah, country. Okay. Yeah. Washington. Damn it. Well, anyways, let us talk about some horror news. Got some things and some stuff. Uh, Maxine's coming out. Still no uh, date yet. But I did see from the teaser that Kevin Bacon's going to be in it. So there's that. Uh, But yeah, no release date. Hopefully we get something soon. I hope it's this year. That'd be tight because I'm very excited to watch that one. And more updates on Thanksgiving because it's a hot horror topic right now. Eli Roth Thanksgiving hits theater just in time for Thanksgiving. Wouldn't you know. Uh, It is due to hit theaters on November 17th of this year. This, despite the fact that Roth also has a Borderlands, which I forgot he's directing. Yep. Yeah. And post-production while this movie only started filming a few weeks ago. Plot details for the film have yet to be revealed, but the original trailer, which you can watch, um, you can find that somewhere online. Uh, it's focused on a small town that takes Thanksgiving very seriously. Things get bloody when a mysterious killer starts hacking up people in almost hilarious, uh, oh, and in an oh, hacking up people in almost hilariously gruesome fashion. Uh, the cast for the film does include Patrick Dempsey, Nell Ver- Verlack, Addison Ray, Jaylene Thomas Brooks, Milo Mannheim, Gina Gershon, which I know the name, but I don't know the face.
1: Uh, Gina Gershon is Gina Gershon. also going to be, uh, yeah, there's some stuff I'd recognize her from, um, like Showgirls. Uh But <laughs> she is also uh, in Borderlands because
0: she's playing Ooh. Moxie. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, Tim Dillon and Rick Hoffman. Uh, yes, we're talking about Scream 3 is Patrick Dempsey and TikTok star Addison Rae. So people are literally getting famous, famous enough to be in movies from TikTok. That's crazy. What you laughing at?
1: Apparently gina gershon is also in some of the chucky series which we haven't seen season two of yet just bought that though; um, super stoked but she plays herself
0: <laughs> you always gotta love when a star plays themselves. it's a good time uh five nights at freddy's uh is uh, set for a suitably spooky release date universal pictures have announced that the latest blum big hitter will be debuting simultaneously in theaters and streaming on peacock on october 27th so it's just in time for halloween Plot summary Mike Schmidt, played by someone named Hutcherson. A troubled security guard starts a nighttime job at Freddy Fazbear's, Faze Bear's, however you say that, pizza, a family entertainment center where he discovers its four animatronic mascots move and kill anyone that is still there after midnight. So it's like Willy's Wonderland, but it's probably not. I'm guaranteed it's not as cool. You can't beat Nick Cage beating the shit out of some animatronics. Uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop will be doing the bloodthirsty Creature.
1: That might actually help.
0: I'm going to do that again. Jim (laughs) Crit.
1: Jim Henson's creature shop will be bringing the bloodthirsty creatures to life. Jim (laughs) Crimson. And while it's not been officially confirmed by Blumhouse just yet, Matthew Lillard did reveal that he's involved in a three picture deal. So it's looking like we're likely about to have another mega Blumhouse franchise on our hands.
0: Yeah. You you still fucked that up. Just like I would have done. But anyway, hey,
1: the point still got out there, uh, but I will say, yeah, you can't, um, Willy's Wonderland's gonna have a hard time competing when you got the Jim Henson hey, people working on the
0: I agree effects. I agree and that means there should so. ideally be um, you know minimal CG and I think that's what I liked about Willy's Wonderland is the only really bad CG one was the first guy he fought and then after that it was the all bird uh, thing yeah
1: yeah, but I am glad that this is uh, going to be streaming, especially with... uh
0: little old CJ on the way.
1: Yeah, there's just, we're going to have to really pick and choose movies uh, yeah. from now on. Well, from July. I was going to say, if not from now on, we, we're going to we're do as like, many as we can. We're burning through movies. There's so many movies we want to try to see beforehand. And then, uh, yeah, after she be, comes, yeah. it'll really just be like, what's streaming and what would we have to wait a long time to see?
0: Pretty much so. Yeah, we're going to have to see everything we can. That's why I'm happy that Renfield and Evil Dead are coming out this month. That's amazing. And we're back I'm, to back.
1: And I'm thrilled that Little Mermaid is
0: coming out beforehand. And I will not get to do
1: Barbie in theaters like I wanted to. But
0: Thank God, because I have no interest in that. Yeah, Zero I mean, percent. Like, I know Margot Robbie's in it. I know Ryan Gosling's in it. That's great. Could not care less about that movie. Well,
1: I'm still excited
0: about <laughs> it. even though. <laughs> no, I've, no. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to stifle your excitement. I'm just saying, yeah.
1: At least I got lucky and the Marvels is moving to November, so we can see that as my birthday movie because for some reason Marvels always come out the weekend of my birthday. That is a truth fact. That is what we do on my birthdays. We yeah. go to Disney Springs and see whatever the new whatever Marvel is. movie is. Yeah. And I am extremely excited for the Marvels, so
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, so, Five Nights at Freddy's was released in 2014 as, uh, okay, let me just start that over. Holy shit. I'm just, I'm so terrible. Do you want me to read it? No! No, I got it, I got it. Released in two... <laughs> Do you got it? <laughs> released in 2014, the first Five Nights at Freddy's game sees the player take on the role of a night watchman tasked with guarding Freddy Fazbear's, whatever, pizza, a Chuck E. Cheese-style family restaurant. Over the course of five nights, the player must defend themselves against the roaming killer animatronics using security camera system and two doors the game was praised for its simplicity and use of atmospheric tension and quickly gathered a loyal fandom i have still not played that
1: never have either but my uh old boss's son would not stop drawing those characters and he liked to draw and he liked to show me because he knew i was going to school for art um and oh my god god all the time which uh, you know i never minded but i was just like buddy you gotta stop just drawing right <laughs> now apparently he draws much more um i'm gonna say special anime artwork and um hem- i am it's, it's blessedly hem- no longer working where because he works at that store now oh. with my brother uh blessedly i don't have to see that
0: so a hentai isn't it
1: um, special anime art.
0: Which is probably pornographic. and Yeah. yeah a bit. That's weird.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Never, never. Considering
1: un- I taught him how to shade. Um, and he used to draw monsters. Like yeah. kaiju type monsters. That was a really... <laughs> upsetting thing to learn were like, they
0: sexy kaiju monsters or something no were they, they were big... really
1: cool looking oh, monsters okay. like they they look like something out of like pacific rim or some crap so they another cool. del toro
0: movie nice n- nice name drop
1: <laughs> um so yeah that was really disappointing but uh yeah he used to draw the five nights at freddy's all the time i'm like these characters look so stupid i mean wow. i'll see the movie but i i always thought that the animatronics looked wonky as hell i know really? that was the intention but
0: is it the intention? I've never known. Yeah, because it was like blocking. a game.
1: It, it was essentially a game that didn't really get finished. Um, so then. Um, How do you know this? That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Uh, but I remember it was something like the game didn't quite get finished. So that's why it looks so like cheap. So then they like did stuff to it to make it more of a horror game. Um, it's like a whole thing.
0: Apparently so. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, this one I'm, you know, it's like one of those ones that I'm going to go see or, or probably... Won't
1: get any of the references.
0: Yeah, I probably won't get any of the references. Uh, well, I'll watch it, especially since it'll be on Peacock. But it's not something I'm looking forward to, like like Evil Dead. You know, I am so... High. I'm trying to, like, lower my hype for Evil Dead just so I'm not disappointed because I don't want to go in expecting amazing shit. But I've, I've heard nothing but good things. And it's all I can talk about. It's Evil Dead Rise. Uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll see it. We'll, we'll We will report back, but... I'm not really, like, fanboying over this at all.
1: No. I, I mean, I want to see it for who's working on it yeah. more so, but I'm not, like, if it if it didn't have all these extra people, I'd probably be like, eh.
0: Yeah, the Jim Henson's creature shop doing the puppetry is really, I think, what you like. It's going to sell the movie.
1: It, it always will <laughs> for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like Dark Crystal. I love that. It's a goofy movie. To me, I think it's kind of funny. It's goofy, but I love Dark Crystal. We need to watch that again.
1: You mean uh, watching a movie where someone says, what is writing? My master told me. It's words It's words that stay. Like, what? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, what,
1: what the hell does that mean? What? <laughs> that doesn't even kind of make sense.
0: I just remember the great experience that uh, me, you, and Will had. Well, at least me and Will did because we were um, <clears throat> medicated. Watching that movie with Jimmy there, your cousin Jimmy, finally. My enough. cousin Jimmy. And we were just having the best time. I think he did not uh appreciate us laughing through the whole movie, but you know, I thought it was fucking hilarious. I love that movie. It's a goofy, uh it's eighties, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a goofy movie. It's so much fun though. If you haven't seen it. And it's first, also
1: dark as hell.
0: Yeah, it is. It's just very impressive. The what, face sucking. Yeah. It's intense. Like yeah. it's amazing what, pu- what people with puppetry or what they can do. It's impressive. Yeah, it is, especially because those sets were huge too. But that's is that that's not a horror movie, is it? No, we it's sci-fi. It. Well, we are doing a sci-fi month sometime, so maybe we'll do that for sci-fi because that movie's just wacky as fuck. Mm. Hmm. Um. That's all the horror news I have. I thought I had more. Do you have Do you have anything? Do you have anything to bring to the table?
1: Ain't got shit.
0: I always ask you this when it's way Sometimes
1: too. Sometimes I do, but um, today I do not. I do not. All oh, right, that was helpful.
0: Just so helpful. Just need to kill some more time. It's fine. I'll just sit here in silence. What, uh, how
1: far down are you going, man?
0: I thought I I thought I included. Uh, oh, I did right there. Okay, Del Toro, his little his little background. Okay, cool. So here are some uh, Diversity Month facts here. Uh, Global Diversity Awareness Month celebrates the positive impact of various cultures and customs existing altogether. The month recognizes the importance of embracing oh, of embracing out multicultural society and respecting each other's differences. And how you can observe slash celebrate Diversity Month uh, be considered to everyone. The point of celebrating diversity is to respect and appreciate everyone no matter where they come from or the color of their skin. Treating people with an equal amount of respect and consideration is what makes it work and doing so creates a better world for us all. That's nice. It is nice. And why celebrating Diversity Month is important. Uh, it encourages others to feel, it encourages others to respect differences. I don't know why there's an exclamation point there. Differences. Uh, diversity doesn't merely mean recognizing different cultures and ethnicities. It's about how we understand them and how willing we are to listen and appreciate and appreciate differences that we might not be familiar with. Celebrate Diversity Month is a month dedicated to gaining new perspectives on the lives of others around you as a way to educate yourself and foster a more tolerant society. So I will be trying to do things to celebrate this month. Like
1: oh. being respectful of other cultures and appreciating that not every culture is like ours and their differences. different. I guess I already do that now. <laughs> uh, we tend to be very respectful <laughs> yeah. of other cultures to the best of our ability. Um, so, you know, we're very big on... Hey, just because it doesn't look like how you live your life doesn't make it wrong. It's just different.
0: Yeah, it's just different. And there so. are lots
1: of cool things and lots of other countries and lots of other communities. Exactly.
0: Uh, I thought I put some facts about Spain on here, but I guess I didn't. Uh, so where is Spain that? Spain is a country. It is a country.
1: Spain had a war and an inquisition. Did they? They sent some ships to the Americas. Oh. Yeah. I'm just spouting off anything I know about Spain.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, uh, from Google it says, Spain, a country on Europe's Iberian Peninsula, includes 17 autonomous regions with diverse geography and cultures. Capital city Madrid is home to the Royal Palace and Prado Museum. Housing works by uh, European masters. Segovia has a medical castle, the Alcazar, that's a cool name, uh, and and an intact Roman aqueduct. Oh, Catalonia's capital, Barcelona, is defined by Antoni Gaudi's whimsical modernistic landmarks like the Sag- Sagradi Familia Church. So there you go. Spain. Hope that was interesting, everybody. Hey, it's just a little quick blurb from Google. So there you go. Because this, mu- this month is from Spain. Yes. No, this movie is from Spain. Have we seen this IMDb summary? Let's do this. We already said that said that at the beginning of the episode... We sure did. We sure did. Devil's Backbone from 2001, released on November 21st in the US of A. Rated R for mild sex and nudity, moderate violence and gore, moderate profanity, mild alcohol, drugs, and smoking, and moderate frightening and intense scenes. So it's a very... It's pretty tame. But like when stuff happens, it's fucking wasn't anything happens. that was
1: like jump scary about this? It's more like the tension of the scenes?
0: Yeah, because when... You know, it's weird because like a lot of stuff happens. But it's not like hectic and chaotic until like the third act. And it gets crazy.
1: You can you can tell me, though, after you watch Pan's Labyrinth, if you feel like this one would have deserved to have the more drama thriller uh, title where that one would have deserved to have more uh, the horror title. Like, I feel like that one feels more like a horror film, a horror fantasy than yeah. this does.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Because, uh, I mean, I've seen images from Pan's Labyrinth. It's fucking, like, you know, Doug Jones with the big hands and eyes. Like, Man, yeah. that's fucking horrifying. Uh, oh, just wait. <laughs> now I need You don't to even buy.
1: know what he, like, is doing in that scene.
0: I don't. I know I know absolutely 0% about Pan's Labyrinth.
1: It's upsetting.
0: I mean, the only thing I knew about this movie going in is I had to read the little quick IMDb summary because it started off and I was like, I don't know what's happening. But I didn't really know much going into this movie either. So, runtime of an hour and 46 minutes listed as a drama horror thriller. Directed by Del Toro, we all know this. He was born on October 9th, 1964 in Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. Raised by his Catholic grandmother Del Toro developed an interest in filmmaking in his early teens. Later he learned about makeup and effects from the legendary Dick Smith who worked on the Exorcist 1973 and worked on making his own short films. At the age of 21, Del Toro executive produced his first feature, Donna Herlinda and her son 1985. Del Toro spent almost 10 years as a makeup supervisor and formed his own company uh, Necropia, is that what that says? The candle's like blurring it. Yes. Necropia. In the early 1980s, he also produced and directed Mexican television programs. Uh, at this time, and taught film. Written by Del Toro as well. I'm pretty sure he writes everything he directs. I'm like 90% sure about that. Mm, I'd say. Somewhat, it, yes. I'd say at least he probably you know writes about 90% of what he directs. It was also written by a man named Antonio Trashoras, if I'm saying that correct, who only did this one. Uh, with Del Toro and did a whole bunch of other Spanish TV shows and movies, and David Munoz was also a writer on this. Same goes for him. Only time they worked together and then they did Spanish TV shows and movies. Produced by six people, none of which really stood out to me besides Del Toro. Most other producers have worked with him, though, on multiple movies, so... Oh hello! You just, why are you texting me?
1: Oh, I sent you. It's the Criterion Blu-ray *Pants Labyrinth* that's forty-two percent off on Amazon right now.
0: Yeah, that's the what I that's what I would get. Remember, because I bought because
1: well, it's forty dollars, it's down to twenty-three. I figured you'd want to know.
0: That's true. Yeah, because I had bought the Del Toro like triple pack of Criterion's, not really realizing they were DVDs, and then they came in the mail, and I was like, oh no, thank you. I will I will take these back and get the Blu-ray, so I will have to buy that. Add to cart. Done. Yeah.
1: That's why I sent it to you, plus it has the cool cover
0: art. Yeah, even for this one, too. I don't think I put it back yet. I did not. Uh, it has really nice... I like the art that they did for it. Hmm. Uh, so let's see here. Composed by Javier Navarrete, who's also composed Pan's Labyrinth, Mirrors, Greta, and Antlers. Cinematography by Guillermo Navarro, who... He's, he's done some shit, man. He's also the DP on *Chronos* from *Dust Till Dawn*, *Spawn*, *Jackie Brown*, *Stuart Little*, *Spy Kids*—even though that says *Sky Kids*, that's a different movie. *Hellboy* one and two, Pan's Labyrinth*, *Night at the Museum*, *Twilight*, *Breaking Dawn* one and two, and *Pacific Rim*. Like wow, I that see is a, all of those. Yeah, that is a fucking decorated uh, history of, of movies. Yeah. Wild. Uh, edited by Louis De La Madrid, who also edited *The Machinist* and *The*. 2017 movie Veronica that was the movie that was going around the internet for the longest time like this is the scariest oh yeah, yeah. and I watched it and I'm like it's. we watched yeah. it yeah I was like good but I. every time someone's like this is the sc-, I'm like I guarantee it's not
1: every I time guarantee it's, this, it's not. this movie will make you shit your pants one jump scare, like, like, what? what?
0: And then there's that guy you've seen him on TikTok who fucking makes these TikToks for movies that don't exist. I hate that guy, yeah, because he makes them sound really good. It's so annoying. I was, I was like, dude, he was explaining one movie, and I was like, dude, that looks amazing. And then I real I recognized the uh poster art from another movie. So, what he did is took the poster from another movie, renamed it, and made up a story. I'm like, what, Son what is of a this? Bitch. This is this is how is how does he have um, how is you how have you amassed this many people following you for fake shit? Hmm. Rude. rude. Uh, starring Marissa Paredes as Carmen, who was also in The Skin I Live In as Marilia, which is a nice name. Eduardo Noriega as Jacinto, who was also in Vantage Point as Enrique. Uh, Federico Lupi as Dr. Cac- Caceres, who was also in Kronos as Jesus Grease, and I he was in Kronos. Yeah, and Pan's Labyrinth as Ray. Then we've got Fernando Televé, uh, that's a hard one to say, as Carlos. He was also in Pan's Labyrinth as Hovind. Garil I can't even say that one. Uh two. Which is weird because Anigo Garcia, who was Jamie, was also in Pan's Labyrinth as the same character. So I guess they had two boys for the same role. Um what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They both one played Hoven, last name I cannot say, and then the other one played Hoven two. So I don't know what that's uh, about.
1: It's been so long since yeah. I've seen it.
0: Don't know what that's about.
1: Also, real quick, uh
0: what? they're on the plane. Who's on the plane? Will and Brandon. Oh, well let's fucking say that. Bye, Will and Brandon. They're going to France. Have I fun. I just told them to let us know when they land. Wait, are they still going to France? Yeah, best Am- of a- luck in France. Amidst all the shit that's going on there right now, oh my goodness. Okay, well, uh, feeling bold, I guess. That's yeah, that's bold. Um, estimated budget of four point five million dollars. A worldwide box office gross of six point six million dollars. It was filmed in Madrid, Spain. You can watch this on Amazon Prime with your subscription. Movies that came out around the same time. Holy shit, fuck. Donnie Darko, 13 Ghosts, Monsters, Inc., Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone if you're in the UK. Black Knight, Out Cold, Behind Enemy Lines, Ocean Eleven, Not Another Teen Movie, The Royal Tenenbaums, Bombs, Vanilla Sky, Lord of the Ring, Fellowship of the Ring, A Beautiful Mind, and How High?
1: I've seen all but three. Do you want to guess the three? <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Obviously, no, you've seen Donnie Darko, 13 Ghosts, Monsters, Inc., obviously seen Harry Potter, probably haven't seen Black Knight.
1: Nope, saw that shit in theaters. Damn it.
0: Probably have not seen it Out Cold?
1: No, I watched that movie like a lot of times.
0: What uh, the fuck? Not Another Teen Movie?
1: I've seen that, yeah. What they the used fuck? to play it on Comedy Central. Like, Vanilla Whoa. Sky?
0: That's one. A Beautiful Mind? No, I watched that a lot. Behind Enemy Lines? There you go. And How High? Yeah, you did it. it took me a long time. You haven't seen Behind Enemy Lines? That is actually a solid, like, a No, wonderful. I heard it is. I just haven't it's, seen it. It's really good. Um, I watched a different. Oh, I, haven't sh- movie. I haven't shown you how high yet, really? No. That's really not your... I mean, it's stoner humor. It's something I usually watch on which 420. I,
1: which I can pretty much take a little bit of.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I remember when uh, when Tyranny came up for one time, we watched the uh, Harold and Kumar back-to-back, and I was like, these are not movies for girls. They're really not. I was sitting there watching them. I'm like, why did I show you guys these movies?
1: Well, there's some movies like that where I'm like, I enjoy these well enough, but other ones I'm like, these are degrading to women, well, I, <laughs> and it's hard to unsee it. I mean, I don't think Harold and Kumar. and Kumar's got its moments.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's like I don't think it's bad to women, but it's I mean, it, it might not be I mean, not, not like for all girls, but for you and Tierney, I was like, I don't think these are your vibes.
1: <laughs> Harold and Kumar's stuff isn't unrelenting. Which some of those yeah. movies tend to be, um, which is obnoxious, but uh, there are moments in those. So, like, I don't dislike them, but they're not like my vibe.
0: Yeah, and How High has Method Man and Red Man. So, that's a fun combination to watch on screen. Mm. And then they did a How High 2. And oh boy, I never want to see that. Doesn't even involve anybody from the first one. It's two different people. I'm like, you can't well, do that. Just, that know. doesn't make any sense. Mm. Don't, don't do that. Uh, did you have any specific horror moments? There were a few of them in there. Mm, not really. No.
1: Like I said, the horror aspect of this didn't really stand out to me.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I really enjoyed, so early on in the movie when Carlos is in bed and he's got that little like sh- thing hanging down next to his bed and the kid, there's a ghost um, that's wandering the halls and he puts his hand up to the sheet and Carlos swipes it back and the kid's like, there's no one behind the curtain. That was a really good, I don't know how they fucking did that. It was very good. And then the scene that follows is, like, stuff being knocked over and water and then footprints. And I just, it was very just, like, subtly done well. I, that was a that was moment I was like, oh that's kind of spooky. Yeah. Very spooky. And then I also had another one with the, uh, when the ankle broke, like, oh, God. oh I hate seeing that in movies. When someone lands and then just,
1: yeah I'm like,
0: no, no, no. I did not expect that to happen. I, that came out of nowhere. And I, I was like, oh, why? Why anything like that
1: anything where someone's skin gets sheared off of yeah like,
0: where someone gets like degloved or something uh, like yeah, that, or the
1: whatever horror or no it was an action movie where someone got cheese gratered in the face I was like please st- no oh and
0: we're gonna see that in Evil Dead Rise so that's gonna be a lot of fun
1: yeah which is fu- so funny because you know I love the Evil Dead movies I love yeah. watching Evil Dead movies but some of the stuff they do in the Evil Dead movies I'm like this is my tolerance for th- this is past my tolerance for things I can handle but I guess I'll watch it anyway
0: yeah the uh, read. Make is is about about my limit because that is that
1: is past my limit. But I still watch yeah. it anyways.
0: A, that is a about my limit. I can't watch much more gore shit than that. I mean, there's so much stuff that it's happens. Anything in that movie.
1: that's really where they do a lot of um, up close tight yep. on on body trauma. Yeah, because you stab people all day. That's fine. Um, there's some stuff in like the saw movies that are too, it's too much for me. Yeah. They're okay. But yeah. There's other things in there that I'm like, yeah, this is fine. Whatever.
0: Yeah. I guess saw would probably be my limit of like torture because it is.
1: Yeah. That I can do, but it's like things on the other hand though, things like, uh, you know, planet terror where they're like literally having pus and blood everywhere. I'm like, this is fine. Yeah. This is fine. Like,
0: I can do this all day. I think it's because that one's more of like, you know, a, it's a more of like a fun comedy action and there's just happened to be a lot of good practical effects. It's not as like, it's not like a very serious movie. I mean, a girl fucking has a machine gun on her leg.
1: And another girl snaps her wrist. Yeah. That part I can't stand, though.
0: Yeah. Anything involving snapping bones or ankle breaks. I'm, I'm yeah, out. I'm out, dog. Sp- oh, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, so that guy,
1: that thing in Saw where the one guy gets his arms in that thing and they start twisting like, I'm leaving. Oh, yeah. The, Absolutely uh, not.
0: Oh, what was that? Oh, the the, the rack, I think, or something yes. like that. yeah yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, I checked out for that. You know <laughs> I, you, I'm look, like,
1: like you tell me when it's done, I'm not looking <laughs> uh,
0: my favorite kill is a spoiler that we'll talk about later. I'm sure it's probably your favorite kill as well. because it was satisfying. Very satisfying. Mm. um favorite uh, fa- I had a favorite line. Um, oh that, that's not the one I wanted to say. there What did someone say? I don't know. I know that's very vague. <laughs> that was real vague. Uh, I did find the one thing funny though when they were uh, hanging up Jesus. That sounded wrong. They were pu- he's on a cross already, and they were putting him up. It's a what are those things called?
1: It's a statue. It's not like a statue, but it's like a um, a, a hanging um, image. Crucifix. Yeah. There
0: we go. And uh, he's like for with d- Jesus on it. Yeah, with Jesus on it. He said, "For a dead guy, he sure weighs a shit ton," and I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but there was another line that we both laughed at. I just couldn't remember what it was I, and I was going to write it down, but we both chuckled and we were like, ha So that's completely gone. I now. know there was
1: a couple times where someone got, uh, decided to be real smart and then got screwed over and you and I both went, that's right, bitch. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> like,
0: at the same that's time, I can did. just hear
1: you and I go, both saying bitch.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, favorite character I'd have to say was probably Doc. I, uh, I liked his, what he was trying to do for the kids. He, you know, he cared about them.
1: Uh, I'd have to say Carlos, cause I appreciated that despite, um, being in a circumstance, he had no idea what was going on. Um, no wish to be there. Yeah. He was still very kind to people and kind to, um, a spirit. Like he, he was kind yeah. when he had no reason to be, he was one of the few people who actually had anything cause he had come with toys and, and comic books and he was happily willing to openly share his things because he was like, you are, um, he's like, you know, he let other people use them. He just wanted them to just be water, returned yeah. when they were done. It was like a, he had no reason to be that kind and even despite how shitty some people were to him he was still kind.
0: So many shithead kids in this movie.
1: Yeah, I will say the one went through a uh, fairly decent character arc there. He came um, around, yeah. Despite some really Special and I feel like unnecessary uh, uses of some homophobic slurs that so- only happened a couple times Twice. in the beginning and then never again. And you're like, this film could have done without that. Yeah.
0: Kid dropped a hard F on that one and then also called him uh, a queer. And I was like, what? what's going on here?
1: But also being kind does not. It, it's just a, such a weird thing like it it's not i don't, I don't understand
0: yeah I, when he just when he dropped that first one i was <laughs> that came out of nowhere i wasn't expecting that at all you I and i like, both were like whoa, like, whoa hey geez <laughs> good grief dropping some hard language there friend um but yeah that it really could have done without that it was two times that was it yeah two times you could have taken that out um but you know this was you know 2000 so i I'm not surprised it was thrown in there because that's when this was, you know, a popular thing to do. As yep. we, as we always continue to somehow circle back to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, least favorite character one two three Jacinto.
1: It was Jacinto, cause you because uh, they do the J as an H.
0: Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking it, uh, of a double L making a Y sound. Yeah, because
1: remember Jaime. Uh, Jaime and Jaime and Jacinto. Jacinto. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, he was a total shithead.
1: Real son of a bitch, My and God. G- damn, he went from being like kind of sketchy in the beginning because there's a moment with him and a and a girl where she's like trying to say something sweet about him and yeah. touch his shoulder, and he just kind of like like no. shrugs her off in a really awkward kind of way. I'm like, mm, bad vibes. I got bad vibes. Yeah, he
0: just got progressively worse and worse as the movie went on, and I was like, I hope you meet a doomed By the way, fate.
1: Eli Roth is who played the Jew Bear, so the that's bear who. Jew. Yeah, because in uh, the know, first but- time you see uh, you see him, you're like, why is he dressed like the pear chew? Yeah. Um, because he does actually very striking resemblance <laughs> to Barry eli roth
0: well yeah that's why I, I didn't say eli roth i said Baird you because i was like he looks like how uh he looked in that film yeah eli roth looked in that film yeah like, like if you put them next to
1: each other they wouldn't look alike but the the way their hair was cut the way they were dressed you're it's like the
0: thick eyebrows too thick, yeah th- thick dark eyebrows they have very
1: similar features so for i was like yeah they're definitely giving strong vibes there
0: <laughs> all he's missing is his bat yeah i don't think he needed any help <laughs> uh imdb summary i don't know why I said that. so that's So, imdb summary there we go Chimery. Chimery. after carlos a 12 year old whose father has died in the spanish civil war arrives at an ominous boys orphanage he discovers the school is haunted and has many dark secrets which he must uncover did the, did anyone ever tell him that his father had I died i was
1: gonna say that <laughs> I don't, and
0: no I don't think, nobody told him i don't think anybody told him so he has no idea that that went on, so that's upsetting to me.
1: He has no idea that happened. He, he has no idea that anyone he knew prior to going there is dead.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy how he gets to the orphanage because uh, his tutor and Mr. Somebody can't Remember his name. They're just, they go there and they're talking to the people who run it. And then, uh, the, you know, Carlos is talking to the kids. He's like, and they're like, oh, are you staying? He's like, no, I'm not staying. And then they just fucking leave him there. And and I they was dump like, his suitcase yeah.
1: in front of him and walk yeah. off.
0: Yeah. Dump his suitcase, walk off, get in the car and leave. And I was like, I'm already heartbroken for this kid already. He just gets dumped there. I mean, I guess it was best for him because what, what happens to Mr. Ayala, that was his name, because, uh, you know, some shit goes down with them. But at the same time, it's like, man, that's fucked up. You're not even telling him that you're going to be dropping him off. So.
1: Well, just like they didn't tell him his dad died because they dropped him off because his dad was dead. And he's like, I'm not staying long because of my father. And then they tell the the doctor um, there that his dad's dead and and the guy's like... Ah, you'll only be here for a little while. Like, is someone gonna tell this kid he has he's there's not no going father. anywhere? Yeah.
0: So there's that. But uh, you want to take it away with the re- I have some notes in case you need a little helping That's good hand.
1: Plan. Um. Okay. So starts out with him <laughs> in a car. Drive. Okay. I'm sorry.
0: We already did pretty much how it started, but yeah. Yeah. Uh.
1: It does actually open with a very strange um scene where um there are bombs being dropped out of planes on top of a building. You don't really see what happens, but then it cuts to a boy who is bleeding to death on the ground from an injury to his head and another older boy next to him who um, is sobbing and has his blood on him. Um, Then it cuts to the opening uh, credits, which is a montage of uh, fetuses with weird spines which apparently the by the way backbone. that which is actually spina bifida. Yeah. So, yeah, it opens up on so then it cuts to Carlos in the back of the vehicle being driven to this facility. He doesn't know why he's there. He just thinks he's going with his tutor and because he he's called his tutor, but he also says this is who watches me. When my father is away, he's carrying around a box with him there. So when he walks into the orphanage, he sees there is a unexploded bomb in the middle of the uh, courtyard area. And uh, so they're staring at it. And this lady who works there says, yeah, it didn't go off. Bomb squad came and diffused the whole thing. So it just stays there, <laughs> like, which is totally normal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, Carlos is kind of wandering around while the two men... That came with him go to talk to the headmistress and the doctor of the facility. Um, He's kind of playing with some like slugs uh, that he sees and you can see a ghost is watching him from a distance in a doorway, which was strange.
0: But it was it was it was very creepy and ominous. And and that's that, that immediately kind of set the tone for me for the rest of the movie because of how just subtle it was, him just seeing the ghost boy. I was like, oh, I like that. It's just, it's not, not a jump scare. It's not in your face. It's just ghost boy. And the, and the effects are a little wonky with him, but I mean, you know. It's, it's literally it's, framed to the door. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's 2001, and, you know, he doesn't have a huge budget. So it, the effects are a little wonky, but I mean, I can But the I can effects you that.
1: see in this, you can see how he went, and now that I have a budget, I'll be doing very similar things with my ghosts for Crimson Peak. Yeah. Because the whole, like, um, floaty blood trail thing that happens in crimson peak is happening with this kid you're like man he must have been thrilled when he got to do that effect the way he wanted to
0: yeah because you can clearly tell that this uh i feel this kind of heavily had an influence on crimson peak yeah mainly for like the ghost i'm realizing that he really does love a good ghost story he
1: does (laughs) he loves ghosts and he loves fantasy but what i appreciate is that he has a consistency with both um, both topics, uh, his ghosts, they feel like they could be in the same universe. No problem. Oh yeah. And the way ghosts interact in the films feel like they could be in the same universe. No problem. He doesn't just come up with a whole new ghost lore. He has his own damn ghost lore.
0: Yeah. So it's great. He really knows how to build a story and create an atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, while Carlos is doing this, uh, you see the boy who, um, we saw in the beginning standing over the younger boys, uh, dead body uh he is watching carlos um while helping what's the guy's name again what's dick Face's
0: name (laughs) dick Face's name yeah uh jacento jacento yes
1: uh work on some chores so he's kind of watching him and um while inside the two men are speaking to the headmistress and the doctor one of the guys has an injury to his arm so um the doctor is patching him up and they're talking about how they are actually part of a resistance because this is the spanish war And they're talking about the cause and these gold bricks that she uh, that the headmistress gives to them to help support the cause um, because they she can't use them because they would be dangerous for her to use. But, you know, they can use them and says he's brought in, you know, another boy. And she's like, we don't have anywhere to put anyone else. And he's like, okay, well, his father's dead.
0: So, yeah, like we kind of can't (coughs) kind of can't reject this kid. And yeah. plus, they had so many open beds, anyways. What is she talking about?
1: Yes. Um. <laughs> and uh, so the guy ends up leaving Carlos there. Uh, while Carlos had been waiting, though, he was talking to two boys who he was like, you know, letting them look at his comics, just kind of politely chatting with uh, him. He actually goes to investigate when he uh, the ro- the doorway in which he saw or he thought he saw something where the ghost was actually standing, um, which is when he meets two of the other boys. There are too many boys. I'm sorry. I don't know everyone's names. I
0: mean, really, the main one is is Jaime. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Because they're the, they're the main ones that have the confrontation, and he's just a complete asshole to him. Yep. Um, so, yeah.
1: and then Jaime decides that he fucking hates Carlos for no apparent reason, even though Carlos, thinking he's not staying, is kindly sharing with other boys he sees <laughs> his comics. So, he takes the one of the comics... And starts whacking Carlos with him while getting into a fight with him. And he's like, "What are you gonna stay here long?" And he's like, "No." And then you know, suitcase gets dumped. Yeah. He gets left. He goes running after the car. Um, that,
0: I, I, I just my heart went out to him. So I was like, "This is so sad." Yep. We're five minutes in, and I want to cry. <laughs> what the fuck, Del Toro? Come on.
1: Man, you're gonna have a rough time with pants.
0: Oh shit! You're, <laughs> you're building this movie up to be so heartbreaking. Why do we? Why it do I,
1: Why do I want to watch it? Because it's so good. Ugh. It's so much, but it's so <laughs> worth it. Me, um, yeah he uh where was i
0: he dropped the bags off
1: oh yeah um the headmistress uh carmen tells the doctor please stay with you know keep an eye on him because you know he seems to be a little more a little more more sensitive um and uh he could probably use some help so the doctor helps him put his suitcase in or get a suitcase um and the headmistress lets him uh settle in Takes him to his bed, which is in a room full of beds, like an old-timey hospital, and gives him a key to a locker. And he says, I notice there are a lot of empty beds. And she's like, yeah, sometimes boys run away. We don't recommend it. But uh, because it's the city a day away, and it's it's dangerous out in the middle of nowhere.
0: Well, yeah, because there should also be mentioned that they are in the uh, middle of this place. Uh Civil, what, what Civil War? Spanish War. Oh, Spanish Civil War. So, yeah, it's set in, like, nineteen thirty 39. 39? Yeah. And typically, you know me, I don't usually like movies set, like, before the 50s. I don't know what it is about it. I just, I'm not a fan of them. I was completely into this movie. Yeah. Completely into it, the whole time.
1: Um, so, yeah, he gets settled in, um... And then I believe that it's the first night there and he is what?
0: That's when they have. Yeah, that's when they have. He has that experience with the ghosts with, you know, when he's b- uh, behind that sheet and then he, the ghost knocks over the water and then you can see the footprints go out.
1: Yeah. So the so. boys basically say, oh, well, uh, Jaime being a dick again for no apparent reason.
0: No apparent reason.
1: Um Says, oh, well, uh, since you knocked the water over, you have to go get more. And he's like, I thought that was out of bounds. He's like, "Uh, if you're scared
0: yeah so and then the best thing ever happens
1: uh carlos is like cool so you'll take one picture and i'll take the other because you're not scared either
0: right (laughs) bitch and uh jaime's
1: like well shit so you got me there pretty much gets this face of huh i think that one third i've
0: been outmatched
1: yeah so uh they go together while this is happening um we get to see in the kitchen area where two of the um i guess I don't know, we call them freedom fighters. Two of the guys who are part of the cause are there sitting in the The rebellion, right?
0: Yeah. Wasn't that called that? They just I think they
1: refer to it as the cause. But um two of the guys are there talking to uh why Jacento?
0: Jacento, yeah.
1: Yeah. Jacento and this young woman who also works at the um orphanage and there's this weird moment where they're like talking about plans and he's saying and she's saying something like well we're going to get married our families are going to help us get a farm and it will be lovely and he kind of just shrugs her off like he's not even remotely interested in what she's saying or these ideas which is shitty because she seems very nice
0: the headmistress no the girl the young girl oh yeah uh conchita yeah Or or conchito or something like that
1: yeah And, uh, so that's happening. Um, the guys leave, the two of them are speaking and, um, they, he's like, well, why don't you come back to my room for a bit? And, uh, during this, the boys are breaking into the, uh, the kitchen. They sneak in the kitchen. They get the water. Jaime dips immediately while Carlos is getting his water pitcher filled. A rack full of scissors falls and spills scissors everywhere. Um, so he's trying to fix it quickly because he knows it made a bunch of noise, but it's not fixing. And um, Jaime's kind of just ditched him.
0: But For no apparent reason.
1: <laughs> Sinto hears the noise while he's trying to make out with Con- Conchita. Conchita, yeah. And ditches her to go see what that's about with a shotgun. And then he starts looking around. While he's doing that, Carlos has gone down into what is a winding stair into a, like, basement well area um it's like a huge room with like it, it looks like it's been dug dug up there are art, like um arches it's like the foundation of the building but there's also a big water reservoir which I should say I apologize in the beginning after Jaime we see is over the boy's body who we don't know who it is in the beginning we see him uh we see the boy's body in this body of water yeah it gets dropped and Jaime, there,
0: which which you can assume is Santi i mean we i assumed it you know from yeah. the beginning you know cuz the missing bed i was like it's got to be the ghost boy
1: yeah because when uh, carlos does get his bed they're all numbered and everyone's like oh did you see what bed he got it's santi's bed which um everyone believes santi ran away so That's when he has his first... Carlos has his first sort of contact with Santi. um, But he just says he's seen... They keep calling him the one who sighs. And they don't know what he... uh, No one knows who he is, definitively. So, yeah, he... He waits for Jacinto to leave. Jacinto, however... Is trying to break into a safe that is hidden in the kitchen. Yep. Because he has clearly been stealing keys from the headmistress to try to get into this safe
0: where the gold would be stored. Oh, that's what he was doing. He was yeah. he was just trying every key until he got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you know we find out that uh, that that they're banging, uh, which is weird because you know Jacinto has a fiance, uh, supposedly, and the headmistress is kind of has a little fling with the doctor going on. So she's I'm like, got
1: a flirtation going with the doctor. So I'm like,
0: this is a bold move, and also it's gross because Jacinto's been there since he was 17, and the headmistress was there. It just that just feels weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. It is
1: weird. Um, so Carlos barely gets out by the skin of his teeth, uh, gets out of that room after Jacinto leaves and he's starting to get pursued by the ghost. And when he is across the courtyard, he is about to make it there. The boys, um, who Jaime has already gone back to the room and all the boys have slingshots and all but one of them slingshot rocks at him to break the pitcher in his hand. Which then leads to Sento to come running outside and violently shake him.
0: He is aggressive with children. Yeah. And Very aggressive.
1: And it's established the only reason he's there is so that way he did not have to enlist um, in the war. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everyone's trying to... Um, the next day, everyone's trying to figure out, well, who, were, who was helping you? Who was doing this? And, like, I'm going to be honest... The way they're approaching everything he does, I was like, God, these people are being like real hard on someone who got there 20 seconds ago. But most of that's by uh, Jacinto and he's a dick. So, but uh, what's really clever is a moment where they're like, uh, the doctor's trying to ask him, well, who told you? They're all standing at breakfast the next morning. He's standing and everyone else is sitting to eat. Well, um, he's like, okay, he's not gonna talk. So he goes, okay, everyone, eat. Carlos, you can go back to your seat and eat. They're like, "Uh," he's like, look, What's the food today? It's, oh, it's bread and milk. And he goes, look at all the boys. They are starving because they barely have food to feed everybody. He's like, right? watch all the boys. The ones who aren't involved are going to be focused 100% on their food. The ones who are involved are going to be watching him. Yeah. Which was fucking brilliant. And sure as
0: shit. What do you know?
1: Yeah. So they're all getting in trouble for that. One of the boys, who's the only boy who did not shoot a rock at him to get him in trouble, Carlos gives him a toy. A little hopping frog. Oh, yeah, a
0: little hopping frog. It was cute.
1: Yeah. Um, To kind of say thank you for not being one of the people to actually go through with getting me in trouble. Yeah. And uh, so they kind of have to carry out some punishments on that. And that is around the time the next, uh, I think that night is when we find out that uh, Jacinto and the headmistress are sleeping together. They banging. Yeah. And um, at one point, the uh, multiple boys go down into the, um, I'm sorry. At one point, Carlos goes down back into that basement. He sneaks down there to try to uh, talk to the spirit again at the water. But the several other boys um, follow him down there because Jaime is a dick also for some reason to him. Again, for no apparent reason. Um, And Jaime threatens him with a knife. So when he push him down... Carlos whips him in, uh, whips a rock at his face, knocks him yeah, into the water. That
0: was fucking a boss move. We both were like, "Oh!" That's <laughs> one of the times we said, "Bitch!" Yeah, we're like,
1: "Get what you get, bitch!" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, turns out Jaime can't swim, so Carlos, still being a fucking decent person for some reason, uh,
0: a saint, despite, compared... yeah, a saint compared to Jaime.
1: Yeah, uh, he goes in, saves him. Uh, we get a, cre- a quick glimpse of the body in the water uh, that's sunk to the bottom, but. He goes on to save Jaime. They come out. uh, Jacinto... comes like barreling out of nowhere sees the knife is literally holding Jaime by his hair after he just finished like almost drowning
0: Yeah, I was like bro you're so rough with these kids
1: yeah and so he's um he's like whose knife is this whose knife is this and Carlos just says it's mine so he takes Carlos grabs him by the face and cuts him in the cheek with the knife like what the fuck
0: dude holy shit you're on like this crazy war path with children maybe calm down
1: yeah, so um, he takes the knife away. Carlos goes to see the doctor, and the doctor talks to him about the devil's backbone, about how it's a medical condition, and people believed it was the... Because uh, he has babies and what would be... It's not formaldehyde, but it's whatever they were using you, before are you, formaldehyde. Are you good? Yeah.
0: You got to sneeze or something? Or are you no, gonna I are trying to concentrate. Oh. <laughs> but good news, you, you kept talking well, to me, you, so. you were sitting there with a scrunched face. I was like, are you okay? I was trying to focus. Oh, my but goodness. good
1: news you broke that anyway um so he's talking to carlos about that because carlos tells him about the ghost he saw and um yeah they're pretty much just talking about like how the devil's backbone was a sign of children no one wanted it feels like a very weird uh metaphor for the kids that are there and then takes some of the liquid out and drinks it which was icky because there was like a baby in there (laughs)
0: Yeah, he well, he tells Carlos that by drinking this, all the, all these benefits, he's like, take a sip. He's like, I didn't see a ghost. I'm going to go now. Bye. And then I'm sitting there like, drink it, drink it, drink it. And you're like, don't drink it. And then he drinks it. We're like, <laughs> gross. Yeah. Disgusting.
1: So, um, but after that, uh, things seem to, uh, the tension between Jaime and Carlos seems to soften since, uh, Carlos covered for him.
0: All he had to do was take the blame for the jug, almost get cut by him, get cut by, you know, he had to do all this shit just for kicked. and then Jaime's like, all right, I guess we're cool. Like, wow, that's all I had to do. Let me, I should have done that when I first got here.
1: Yeah. So like, there's some moments where, uh, Carlos is like gets woken up so he can share all his comics with the boys, you know, just kind of bond in a certain sort of way. Um, And then the next day, the boys are loading up a truck of supplies for the doctor and uh, Conchita to take into um, town. And Conchita is gifted a what is a cigar, which is a cigar ring. Yeah. By Jaime, because Jaime clearly has a little crush on her. Yeah, he does. Um, And he's like, I know it's not gold, but it looks like it. And she's like, no, it's very sweet. And it is now dear to me. And she puts it on. It's a very sweet little moment. And she rides off with the doctor. And then it cuts to the evening time where where while they're uh, loading up to go home, five men um, are lined up and shot. Um, it,
0: it executed from the back of the head with a gun. You're just like, holy shit.
1: One of which is Carlos's tutor. Yeah. So the doctor is now very concerned about the safety of everyone there because if he talked, they're all screwed. Um, so that evening, while that's happening, uh, Carlos has another interaction with this ghost. He is trying to talk to him, but um, he he figure he figures out it's Santini Santino Santi. Sorry. He figures out it's Santi based on everything that he's heard so far. And he's trying to talk to him by name. But all Santi really says is that uh, many of you will die and doesn't say anything else. Uh, Carlos gets scared and hides in a closet till the next morning.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd be I'd be scared, too. Yeah. It's like, I don't want people to die. So. Terrible time for a sit break.
1: Sorry. My <laughs> mouth is dry. What do you want from me? Um, so cut to the next morning. You've got, uh, Jacinto is, um, getting really aggressive. He's like in a shit mood for some reason. The doctor, uh, comes to tell the headmistress, Hey, we got to get the fuck out of here Yeah, because they, we can't stay here another day. We do not know when they're going to come and we're all going to be screwed, including all these little boys of which there's got to be like 20 of them Yeah, or at least 15. And, um, he's like, we have to leave before they come so she's like um how are we going to take them out he's like we'll take as many as we can we can use the gold and she's like that's for the cause he's like the cause can go fuck itself we have to save these kids so she's like okay well i have to get some things she goes to the safe in order to uh get some items out of it and Jacinto appears behind her back and jacento jacento sorry <laughs> starts demanding the keys to the safe and demanding the gold because she slams it when he tries to advance towards her. And she's like, I'm not going to give you the damn, uh, key. Well, um, Conchita sees this, gets the doctor. The doctor shows up with a shotgun and is like, get the fuck out of here.
0: And then he outs himself by saying that he's screwing the headmistress. I'm like, "Jeez, you just shot yourself in the foot.
1: Yeah, and the doctor already knew, because he he had heard her through the walls. He heard
0: that shit already, so. So he,
1: and it's not like they were a couple or anything, he just had some feelings towards her, so he's kind of like, it is what it is, dude. But Conchita is clearly hurt by the whole situation, because she thought he cared about her, he did not give a fuck about her. And uh, the headmistress even calls him the lonely prince with no kingdom, or something like that. Yeah. Because he's clearly a broken person who has never healed he's she's like you were the saddest of the boys when you were here
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so he they kick him out and then i guess this is where we get into spoilers
0: uh yeah so spoilers from here on out after hasenta gets kicked out uh he does return almost immediately though and starts pouring gasoline on everything which is a good start to getting a fire going um fiance pulls a gun on him almost almost kills him when he acts because he's like pushing the gun out of the way almost kills him because a shot goes off but he said he sets the building on fire and then there's a huge fucking explosion. So many people die. Kids, headmistress. There's maybe so, about
1: six boys left. Yeah.
0: So many people die in this explosion. Um, and then, uh, you know, as Santi did say many will die, even though, you know, uh, Carlos was like, yeah, I don't, what, how can we, what can we do? So this is when Doc gets a gun and sits at like the window of the second story looking out for um, Jacinto when he returns. And uh, this is when Jamie or Jaime finally tells Carlos what happened with Santee. So what- oh, You should also say Conchita
1: has gone to get help. I was going to say, I was going to say that. Okay. okay.
0: So Jaime tells Carlos what happened with Santee. He dared him to go to the basement to collect slugs. Santi sees Jacinto fiddling with the safe and uh, then goes to tell Jaime. And Jacinto finds Santi and starts beating like the shit out of him and then accidentally pushes him against a concrete wall where he hits the corner. And that's why his head is dented and his blood is pouring out. Then he's just like, uh, I guess this kid can't be saved. and just throws him in the fucking water. And I was like, wow, that's insane. Jaime sees all of this tells no one because obviously he's He's scared. scared for his life. But Jacinto does not know that he knows. He was he was, he was he was hiding the whole time. Uh, and this is when we see the big bomb outside the front yard. It goes right down in the middle of the ground and uh, sits there and never explodes. Right in front of Jaime. Right in front of Jaime. And then uh, Jaime tells Carlos the next time he sees the Sento, he's going to kill him. Conchita, who went for help, gets confronted by his cento. Uh, who's like say you're sorry and get in the car and I'm like the balls on this guy so she doesn't say that and then he just stabs her I was pretty like, pretty much tells him to go fuck himself that was the most like i was so it uh, was another scene where i'm like oh god why are you doing this to me so uh he goes back to the orphanage sees that doc is still alive somehow uh but that doesn't last for very long because doc actually ends up croaking
1: yeah he he was very bad off when he started so he's pretty yeah. much just barely hanging <laughs> he on was, he
0: was hanging on by a thread then Carlos sees Santy again. It's like, what do you want? Like, you know, wh- what do we need to do to end this? And he's like, I want Jacinto. So Jacinto's back on the grounds now that Doc is dead and, or, you know, puts uh, orders the children to, like, uncover the safe because it's covered in rubble. And then after they do that, Jacinto gives Jaime the cigar ring that he gave to Conchita. Cold as fuck, dog. That's what you said. He's like, I believe this belonged to you. Like, cold as fuck. Then he locks the boys in the room. Uh, Jaime tells the boys what happened to Santy. I'm like, we have to get out of here and get or, Jacinto. And this is when they start fucking making... Uh, what are those things? Spears. Spears with with broken glass and these little twigs that there these Yeah, sticks. they're literally yeah.
1: shaving down uh sticks to points with Glass. Yeah I'm
0: just like this is gonna get brutal and then Jaime finds out uh, or sorry Jacinto finds out there's nothing in the safe. Doc though eventually does come and open the door for the boys because he's a ghost and that's what he's doing.
1: Either he's a ghost or he's somehow clinging to life. No he, in the he,
0: weird... he said he was a ghost at the end of the story. Yeah. He said he said it is like it is me I am a ghost or something like that. Okay. And this is when Jaime is like okay we're gonna search the grounds for the gold it's gotta be here and he does end up finding it in the head headmist- the headmistress's wooden leg which was a brilliant place to store your gold. And with it, the
1: key that because yeah. he had been sleeping with her to steal her keys to try on the lock. The yeah, whole time.
0: So he gets the gold. sees Carlos and Hamie who lead him down to the basement. And I was like, you sweet summer child. it is it's gonna it's gonna end rough for you. And then once they get him down there, they just start stabbing him a few times with all the sticks. and uh, then they push him into the water. The gold weighs him down, which is fucking. So clever to think about and uh, poetic, but yeah, before he could empty all his pockets, Santi gets his revenge. And then the boys just are like, all right, deuces. We're heading out into the wilderness, into the fucking desert. And uh, Doc walks up at the end and is just like watching over them. I was like, that's a kind of a wholesome moment. But man, does the third act really take a fucking crazy turn? There were the- dead kid bodies everywhere. Everywhere. Because for, I thought it was going to be Jaime who killed Sandy. And the, and the twist was he did not do that because I figured he was doing that, being a bully because he did something that he didn't know how to cope with and he was taking it out on other people. I think he was just doing that because of what he, of what he knows and what he saw because he was kind of just a dick after that.
1: I think it was partially that, partially a boy with no family um, left in an orphanage. Uh, that too, yeah. Yeah.
0: Got some resentment. Yeah. Yeah. That is The Devil's Backbone from 2001. Go check it out on Amazon Prime. Uh, taglines, we've got, The living will always be more dangerous than dead. And what is a ghost? Trivia, des- describe el- described by Del Toro as being a sibling film to Pan's Labyrinth, this being the masculine, masculine brother film and Pan's Labyrinth being the feminine sister film.
1: And I did look it up, and these films in history take place uh, five years apart Five years other. apart.
0: Uh, the, design is, the design of the ghost was inspired by the white-faced spirits of Japanese horror films like Juwan and Ringu. The film came together when Del Toro bumped into Pedro Almodovar at the 1994 Miami Film Festival where he had just shown Kronos. Almodovar told him that he had just seen his film and wanted to produce his next movie. The Spine, uh, or the Criterion Collection DVD and Blu-ray release of the film has the Spine number 666, which is a clever, you know, thats funny that they released that as their 666 title. And as of 2018, The Devil's Backbone is the only Del Del Toro film which neither Ron Perlman nor Doug Jones beer. So there you go. Rated 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 3.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd. This has a 93% on the Tomato Meter and an 89% on the audience score. Also, there were no goofs that I found. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Like like a 4. Like a 4? Oh, okay. So then this is a Frightmare certified slap. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Similar movies according to Letterboxd, The Orphanage, The Awakening, The Others, Crimson Peak, and The Changeling. Similar movies according to IMDb. Shocker. But Kronos, Crimson Peak, Pan's Labyrinth, Mimic, The Orphanage, and Hellboy.
1: Have you seen The Orphanage?
0: Yes, I okay. believe Spencer showed me that one. Okay. Um, I could not find any like funny or bad reviews because it's,
1: it wouldn't be the subject matter. It
0: it's got a three point eight out of five on Letterboxd. Everyone's given that fours and ups, so I couldn't really find shit.
1: Yeah, and also not the subject matter to be cracking jokes on. So
0: Yeah, exactly. That that too. So next week, me and Corey, I believe, will be doing uh I believe an Asian horror movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right. which is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, find us on Facebook at Frightmares and Instagram at SlashRab at Frightmares Podcast. Uh, I don't really post on Twitter anymore. I'm kind of done with it now that Elon Musk is running things and he's a fucking weirdo. So I'm, I'm just, I'm done with Twitter. I'm kind of over it. Um, stay Spooky at Outlook.com is our email. I'm on TikTok at silver.shamrock. Also on Letterbox at Dr. Proctor. You are.
1: Watson LMP 90.
0: Uh, and that's pretty much it. That's all I've got to say. Any closing thoughts? Arguments? Nope. You got to pee, don't you? Nope. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, I Uh, really don't. I'm just tired. Oh, (laughs) until next week, stay tuned and stay spooky.